I'm Urvashi Neja, and I'm the founding director of Digital Futures Lab. We're an interdisciplinary research collective based out of India, and we study the complex interaction between technology and society in the global south. And I'm going to talk about the fundamental problem with dominant data-driven innovation and AI paradigms and the difficulty in finding ways to address inequality and advance social progress within this paradigm with a particular focus on developing countries. And I was asked to be provocative, so I am going to be deliberately controversial with my remarks. And of course, that means that a lot of nuance will be lost, but uh, I invite your feedback and, of course, welcome an offline conversation. So before, before we think about how data practice and data policy can avoid exasperating global inequality, we need to understand how we got here. So following the collapse of the dot-com bubble, technology companies were in search of a new business model. Enter the cookie. Technology companies began to tell businesses that they could help them grow by targeting advertising to consumers. And this coincided with the interests of governments post 9-11 to increase the monitoring and surveillance of citizens and, and individuals in other countries. And as these technology companies began collecting more and more data, forgotten or ignored techniques of machine learning became possible. Machine learning, which is nothing more than a form of computational statistics, proved useful to do things at scale and at speed and improve the efficiency and bottom line for businesses. But it had to do more than just serve business interests. Hence the emergence of AI for social good narratives. So why does this matter? It matters because it tells us that the value of data and AI has been constructed and there is nothing inherently or intrinsically valuable about personal data from a societal perspective. The dominant paradigm today can thus, I argue, and I'm not the only one, there are others who have argued this, can be characterized as a form of rentier innovation. It is based on the transformation of human life and personal experiences into assets and a search for ways to extract value through the ownership and control over that asset. So innovation is driven by a search for ways to create, extend, and reinforce the ownership and control of assets, the idea of rentership, especially in the case of personal data. Innovators are innovating to make and capture economic rents through their control over data as an asset rather than creating value through production. And this model of rentier innovation, I would argue, is fundamentally at odds with delivering social progress. One, it is based on unfair and harmful extraction and appropriation of human and natural resources. Were cheap or free labor unavailable, the model wouldn't work. Or in other words, if we assign the appropriate value to the labor that is entailed in the building of AI and data-driven solutions, this would make it unsustainable to engage in the current paradigm of per permissionless innovation. Two, it also doesn't seem that data is the missing piece of the puzzle with regard to addressing socioeconomic challenges. When I look around the village that I live in, the city that I live in, the country that I live in, to me it is instantly and intuitively obvious that the persistence of development challenges is not because of a lack of data. In most cases, the issue is not a lack of evidence or the need for better evidence. Rather, the issue or the challenge is one of competing values and interests. Three, there is actually little evidence that data-based personalization is bringing benefits to businesses. Recent studies show that Facebook itself has been overselling the efficacy of targeting and personalization to companies, and many companies are in fact reducing their digital advertising budgets because it is not giving them the returns they expected. Big tech companies are happy having people label them as evil geniuses as long as they are still called geniuses. But there is little that is genius about their innovation models. The rise of big tech has been enabled by old school tactics of establishing monopoly power through lobbying and mergers and acquisitions rather than the benefits of data. 
In many countries in the global south, such as India, this logic of rentier innovation is not just about developing new products or improving efficiencies, but has become central to the nation-building project, to the development vision. Policymakers, for example, in India can often be heard claiming that because of growing digital access within its large population, India is a data-rich country, and therefore it must leverage the personal data of its citizens for economic growth and development. The state is thus engaged in developing the digital infrastructure that can enable this continued form of rentier innovation, despite its faulty foundations. Many governments and civil society organizations in the global south are seeking to rein in the power of big tech, but still within this paradigm of rentier innovation. They are seeking to localize rentier innovation rather than challenge the very paradigm itself. They want more domestic actors to be engaged in the same paradigm, but are not looking to challenge the paradigm itself. And through this process, we see already weak state capacity is further hollowed out in developing countries. Problems and solutions are defined in ways that makes them measurable, legible, and valuable to technology companies, displacing the tacit knowledge and social relationships between local governments and their constituents that are the basis of a more meaningful and long-lasting accountability. So where, where do we go from here? A historian friend of mine has once said to me that the fourth industrial revolution is the only revolution that has named itself in its infancy. Most re revolutions are named many years after, after they are over and often in hindsight. On one hand, this provocation reiterates my first point about how big tech constructed data and AI. But it also means that we are in the early days and there is still space and opportunity to craft alternative imaginations and narratives. And perhaps for the first time, people across the globe together are bound by a common experience of going from becoming citizens to consumers. So maybe this gives us an opportunity to fundamentally rethink the role of data, of AI, and the meaning of the fourth industrial revolution. Personal data must not be the currency of the digital economy. Companies and governments have to offer alternatives for accessing services. Solutions like data trust or data stewardship models are also unlikely to be successful. The system is too complex and capacities to engage are vastly different. And where you are being asked to exchange your data for access to an essential service, one can hardly speak of meaningful choice. So we need to develop new narratives about digitalization that are not restricted to datafication. We need to build better evidence about what data can or cannot do, as well as the limits of solutions such as AI explainability or data anonymization. It's easy to continue business as usual by putting forth solutions that are technically flawed. Data practices and policy must be anchored through frameworks for relational ethics. Relational ethics offers us an alternative framework that involves a change in focus from the individual self to one embedded in social context. In practical terms, it forces us to center the experiences of those who have been most impacted. It forces us to take into account the entire process of technology production, including the environmental impacts. And it also forces us to highlight the invisible labor that is required to build AI systems. And seeing this world through the prism of interconnectedness and relationality can help us better guide our innovation trajectories and reorient the dizzying pace of technological innovation so we are not always stuck with the same challenge of tech innovation outpacing policy.